scripture. The Lord told me what to preach. I'm excited. Always good when you when you get the word from the Lord to preach. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, it's you know, you're like, yes, I know what I'm gonna preach. God's giving me a word. So this word is for us. Amen. Praise God. And just to let you know, I'm gonna let you know off the bat on deputation. This is my this is my second service on deputation. Yeah, second service. Wednesday night was the first one. We saw three people get the Holy Ghost. Some people got healed. I didn't get to count. Let's see if we can do that here. Amen. Uh, so when you when you leave your field and come on deputation, God just does crazy things. Amen. So I want to tell you what the expectation is here, what God's going to do. So I'm going to tell you what the Lord did in the last deputation. I deputized for seven months. Amen. And let's see. We had... 287 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 30 people were baptized in Jesus' name. And 518 people testified of being healed in seven months on deputation. And we're in a deputation service. So something's going to happen today. Amen. I'm in what city am I in? What's the name of the city? This city? Mooresville. In Mooresville. I'm, uh, it's, uh, when you start traveling around on deputation, you don't know where you are. But I know I'm in the Pentecostal church. Amen? I'm in the Jesus name Holy Ghost church. I'm in the Healing Miracles church. I'm in the church where Jesus is moving. I'm in the church where in the city of Mooresville, people can come and meet Jesus. I know that. Praise God. So let's read this. This is a, this is a word directly for us today for you and for me from the Lord and I'm reading it directly as the Lord has given me it's a scripture so when you're reading it understand that God is speaking directly to you I got to tell you Zephaniah 3 14 through 21 Zephaniah 3 14 through 21 this is the word from the Lord for you so get ready amen Zephaniah 3 14 amen 14 through 20. Okay, are you ready? And let's read it. In the name of Jesus, sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. Amen? Verse 15. The Lord hath taken away thy judgment. He hath cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. God's talking to someone that's been fighting, that's been struggling, that's been pushing. Amen? Verse 16. In that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion, let not thine hand be slack. 17. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Behold, 
at that time, I will undo, say it with me, undo, undo all that afflict thee, and I will save her that halteth, and gather her that was driven out, and I will get them praise and fame in every land where they shall be, well, where they have been put to shame. He's turning things around. And he's telling us that this is what he's going to do for us. Amen? In verse 20, at that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth. When I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we receive your word, God, every jot. And every tittle. And dear God, we apply your word to our lives today. Do what you have said that you will do in the mighty, all powerful name of Jesus Christ. Even as your word goes forth right now, loose your angels to begin to work in this place. In this moment, God, let there be a river of the Holy Ghost that begins to flow and touch every wounded heart and heal and lift up every wounded soul spirit and heal every diseased body hallelujah and open the eyes of the blind in the name of jesus christ and unstop the deaf ears and cause the lame to walk and the dumb to talk do it all here today set the captive free do mightily and abundantly and above all that we can ask today even as your word goes forth begin to move even as your word goes forth pour out your holy ghost on someone today we pray this in the mighty all-powerful name of jesus christ and somebody shout unto god hallelujah with a voice of triumph if you know that the Lord's going to do something for you, just make your shout even louder right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! 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 Praise the Lord. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. The name, the title of the message here is He Will Do the Impossible. Say it with me. He will do the impossible. I want you to think about what you're saying. Say it again. He will do the impossible. Whatever situation that you might be in that is absolutely impossible, God has come to tell you today that that very thing is what he is going to do for you. Receive that word in the name of Jesus Christ. He's going to do the impossible. For you, do you feel like you are in captivity? It is, it is that what you see before your eyes. If if that's what you see before your eyes seems evil, it's basically what we read that the situation that those children of Israel were going through. Amen. Uh, judgment, enemies, fear, sorrow, reproach, burden, affliction driven out shame if you have any of that going on do you feel like it's impossible to see a change and to get relief that's the way the children of israel felt 
And this is the word that we read that the Lord spoke unto them. The Lord has come to tell you today that for you, he will do the impossible. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's going to turn it all around for you. All around, he will do the impossible for you. Hallelujah. This phrase that, you know, that, that you just told your neighbors, he will do the impossible. It makes no sense. The phrase makes no sense. Because there can be no action taken in the case of an impossible situation. It's impossible. You can't do the impossible. You can't do it because it's impossible. But God, that's what God is telling you that he's going to do for you. Amen? Define impossible. Impossible. Webster's Dictionary Online. Incapable of being or of occurring. Can't happen. Felt to be incapable of being done, attained, or fulfilled. Insuperably difficult and impossible situation, an impossible deadline. Extremely desirable but unacceptable. Extremely awkward or difficult to deal with. Men, those are all situations that they call impossible. Men, the other dictionary says not able to occur or exist or be done. Do you have a situation like that today? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Wave your hands. I have one. I told you all of mine. You were looking at me and thinking, hmm, I think, yeah, impossible. Well, you know, I serve a God. We serve a God that as impossible as it is, as all of those actions, not able to occur or exist or be done. Um, amen? Praise God. Synonyms. Not possible. Out of the question. Unfeasible. Are you getting, are you getting, are you relating here? <laughs> Impractical. Impractical. Practicable. Non-viable. Unworkable. Very difficult. It's impossible. Are you getting what God is talking to you and telling you that he's going to do? Somebody needs to get excited. Amen? Somebody, let's give God a, a hand clap or shout something. Because how can you say do and then say impossible together? They don't go together. And God gave me the word to tell you that he will do the impossible. Amen? Come on, shout about it, shout about it. <laughs> you can't put those two in the same sentences. But if you are Jesus, the almighty God. Amen? Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them and said, Matthew 19, 26, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So that's how we can say, do the impossible. And only one person can do that. Only one person can say that. And it is the Almighty God. And that's the God that you came to worship today. That's the God that you were singing to today. He's the only one that can say, I can do the impossible. And he is your God. He is your 
father. He is your friend. He, you are here because of him. You love him so much that you got up this morning, got dressed, and came here just to be in his house, just to worship him. He is the one and the only one can say, I will do the impossible. And he is here and he is speaking to you today and he is telling you that for you, he will do the impossible. And I have a question for you. Do you have something that's impossible? Did God tell you he would do something that makes no sense? Guess what? He can do it. And he will do it. Amen? Glory praise be to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Come on, let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let, let that sink in. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Halalayondo romokondo romoshiaraha. Ikendelele moshendo robokondo robokoshaya. Imelele moyende tekere hatarabayanda raha. Hallelujah. Halaleondo romoshaya. Impossible things will happen in this place today. Impossible things will begin to unfold in your life starting today. God can do the impossible. And this is not a new concept. This is not something unheard of. Amen? The parting of the Red Sea was impossible. Exodus 14, 21 to 25. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry land, the dry ground. And the waters were all a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. That was impossible. That was impossible. This is not a new concept. God does impossible things. You know, go down to the nearest um, body of water in town and try to put out your rod and see if you could part it. It's impossible. But any situation that you have like that, God is here to tell you that he's going to do it for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. The drying up of the River Jordan was impossible. Amen? The drying up of the River Jordan. In Joshua 3.15, Joshua 3.15 um, through, through um, Joshua 4.17. And 4.17 says, And the priests that break the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. So he parted the Red Sea. That was a big problem. He parted the Jordan. That was a medium problem. If you have a big problem and it's impossible, he's going to do it. If you have a medium impossibility, he's going to do it. No matter what your situation is, God is telling you today that he will do the impossible for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The parting of, of uh, the falling of the Jericho wall, that was impossible. Joshua 6, 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpet 
And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Praise God, just like you guys took this city. Praise God. Hallelujah. That was impossible. Try going or try standing out here and start screaming and shouting and see if the walls are going to fall. It doesn't happen. The walls didn't fall because of the shout. The walls fell because of the power of Almighty God. And every single, amen, amen. Every single impossible situation will occur, not because of you or what you do, but because of the power of Almighty God to do great and marvelous and miraculous and impossible things. Opening of the prison doors in Acts chapter 16, verse 25. That was impossible. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. They were praising God. And as a result, there was a miracle. There was an impossible situation. And we've been praising God. I was, I was enjoying the worship. We were, we were pouring out before God. So we are poised for impossibility today in the name of Jesus. Peter being set free from prison was impossible. And in Acts chapter 12, verse 5, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter and on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. That was impossible. Are you understanding what God's telling us today? He's talking to you. He's going to do something impossible for you today. He will do the impossible for you. Jesus came to remind us today that he is that same God, that same God. He has not changed. He still does impossible things and that he will do something impossible for you. Receive the word of God. It's the word of God all the way from Portugal for you today. Receive it. Yes, yes. Stand and just stand. Just stand for a moment. Stand for a moment and raise your hand and let God know. God, you're in th th that impossible. Talk to him about that impossible thing. It's the word from you, for, for you, for you in your situation. Hallelujah. Are you stuck between the rock and a hard place like the children of Israel? He will part your Red Sea. Are you faced with a river Jordan, an obstacle that you just can't seem to figure out how to get past it? He will dry up the Jordan for you. Are you faced with great big walls that are keeping you away from your blessings, things that God has promised you? He will cause your Jericho to come tumbling down today in the name of Jesus. Have you been locked up in prison because of the enemy? Because the enemy is trying to stop you from preaching the word of Jesus Christ? He will send an earthquake and set you free. He will put you on somebody's heart for them to pray for you. And he will send an angel to get you out of prison. Whatever the situation is. Hallelujah. 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 God's going to do it for you. When does the impossible happen? When does the impossible occur?
conquer. Hallelujah. The impossible will happen for you. It's when you need a miracle. That's when the impossible will happen for you. It's when you or someone you know cry out to God for you. Or you cry out to God for yourself. It's in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's when your Red Sea will be parted. That's when the prison doors will loose. You've got to cry out to God. You've got to have an impossible situation. That's the first thing that you need for the impossible to happen. And then you've got to get desperate. You've got to begin to cry out to God and tell God, hallelujah, I need you to do this impossible situation. The impossible happens when you obey God's instruction for your life or in, hallelujah, a specific situation. So when God speaks to you, even if it sounds crazy, just begin to do it. It sounded crazy to go walking around the walls of Jericho for six days and, 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 and you know, in silence. It sounds kind of local. Amen? But when but you just obey what God tells you to do because you're getting ready for an impossible situation. Hallelujah. To come to pass. You need to have a real problem. Hallelujah. A real problem that no one can solve. Hallelujah. To get an impossible situation happen the impossible to happen. You need to begin to cry out to God for God to hear you and do it. Hallelujah. And you need to obey what God says no matter how crazy it may seem. It's hallelujah. It's doing what God asks you to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. An impossible situation will happen when in the midst of your distress and in the midst of your impossibility you take a break to praise God. It's not normal when you're in pain and you're you're in turmoil and you are worried and you are stressed out and you are overwhelmed to praise. But if you just do that, hallelujah, you're going to have an impossible situation happen. So this is what you do. Hallelujah. You cry out to God and you start to worship. You take a praise break. You just start to sing. You just start to sing. In the midst of your pain, in the midst of your sorrow, just start to sing. I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise, I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise, and I gotta let it out. I gotta praise, hallelujah, in the midst of it, in the midst of the situation, just, just start singing a praise. Just start singing a praise. Just start singing a praise. And when you do that, you're getting ready for an impossible, impossible situation to occur. They were in prison. They were locked up for preaching the word of God. And they're sitting there, hallelujah, all chained up. And they just start singing, I got to praise. I got to praise. And I got to let it out. Hallelujah. And as they were praising, praising, and praising, an earthquake came, and the prison doors opened, and the shackles fell off of them, and they were free to go in the midst of the problem. Praise God. And you're going to see your impossible situation break forth, break forth into praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do I get impossible situations to happen? You've got to get desperate. You've got to want it to happen. You've got to get desperate about it.
impossible for you. Hallelujah. You just got to grab a hold of it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Look what 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says. It says, but as it is written, high eyes hath eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And I've heard this phrase, I'm stealing it from someone I don't know who, but in other words, you ain't seen nothing yet. Huh? That's what it's saying. You ain't seen nothing yet because you're about to see the impossible. God's about to blow your mind. Blow your mind. He's about to blow your mind. Are you ready? Are you ready? Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Hallelujah. Do you love him? You're getting ready to see something that you ain't seen yet. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to come to the altar. Praise God. I want everyone to come. First, first let's see. If you need a healing in your body, praise God. That's pretty much impossible. Amen. Whatever goes wrong, goes wrong, went wrong. Amen. And, and, and it's impossible. It's so impossible that some people, you know, it's normal. They're like, it's, you know, it's impossible. When something goes wrong, I'm going to tell you a testimony. I don't know if it's a testimony, it's a story, but something that just reminded me of this. I, I went to the city of Lagos. It's the first city that I, I, I've mapped out where I'm going to go pray because I went to visit Portugal. And they were telling me of these stories of how, you know, there were many churches and they closed down and all these problems and whatever. And I'm like, this is spiritual, so I'm going to go and pray over the country. And so so in the city of Lagos, that's where I first went because it's the closest one to me. Um, and that's where they started. That's where the slave market is, where they would sell the slaves And back in the days when they started it, before they abolished it. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. So I went to Lagos, and the first day I went to Lagos, I ended up in a store with a lady. She said she's a Christian lady. She wanted to have Bible studies in her store. And, and so we started out in the city of Lagos. Pray for Lagos because we still want to start a church there. Amen? So she invited people to come, and we would study the Bible and pray in her store. And, and, and she would just pray. And one lady that had a tumor, she had a tumor uh, uh, um, in her breast, and um, we, she came to get prayer in the store. And she's, uh, she's practicing yoga, kind of like um, lean towards Buddhism. Amen? But, but she came for prayer because the doctors said it kept growing and growing and growing. And, you know, and her friend, so we prayed for her in the name of Jesus Christ. And it had grown um, in several months. And we prayed for her, and in, immediately the, the, she felt it going down right as we were praying in Lagos, Portugal. Amen. Give God the praise. Praise God. So that was impossible. Amen. So, so you know, in Lagos, I kept going. I went to have lunch with, with, with Rosie. That's her name. Hopefully it's not live. I don't I shouldn't call names, but. I went to have lunch with her, and we're sitting there, and there's a lady over there crying. Her and her husband are sitting down, and they're crying. So my friend, the lady, she knows everyone in town. So she knows them. And so 
we're, we just saw a miracle like, you know, that same week. So we went over there to talk to them and find out what's going on. And she was crying. And the wife, you know, we asked them what's going on. The wife said, um, he's been diagnosed with a terminal illness and he's going to die. And so Rosie and I, we said to him, well, Jesus heals. He will do the impossible. I know that the situation is impossible, but if you'd let us pray, amen, then God could do it for you. And it's so impossible that people don't even, you know, he's from a religion, a Christian group that teaches against healing and against miracles. And they've convinced all of their people that it's impossible. And it is, you know, and that's the point. He thinks it's impossible. He refused the prayer. Because it was impossible. Because it is impossible. So what you're coming up here to do is an impossible thing. But what did God say? He will do the impossible. For you, he will do the impossible. So whatever illness that you have that's impossible, don't take the attitude of that man. It's impossible, yes. But there is a God that does impossible things. I want you to come up with your need. If you have a need in your body for healing, I want you to come up and get your healing. Amen? Come up, and we're gonna. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Come on up. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I want you to come. Hallelujah. Everyone come that needs a healing from God. There, I told you, 518 healings. That's the one on deputation. I was counting because since I was testifying, but then I didn't count the ones in Portugal, but there are several of them. Amen? Just this past, um, this past month in, in Portimao, one of the ladies from our church, and they're all new converts, they're new people. She was sick and was on a medical leave. And she went to the doctor and they gave her medicine, but she was in dire pain. She's going to go to the doctor again. She left out to go to the doctor and she decided, I'm just going to go to the church because I've been teaching the people that you need to just go to the church to pray. Whenever you have time, ask somebody to open the door and just go to church and pray. Because I read it in the Bible um, that Jesus is here all the time and he's looking and waiting for you. So when you come, he's going to do the impossible for you. And so they took it literally. She has a key to the church and she opened the church to go pray. Well, I was at home and I so I also felt that I need to go to church to pray. And another sister that has the key she also felt the need to go to church and pray. So then we were all together, just like we are here today. A few of us, we had prayer meeting at 4 o'clock on Friday in the afternoon. We were not supposed to be there. One was supposed to be at work. Another one, you know, everyone, but God put us there. And he did a miracle for her. She came. She had pain. She couldn't work. She couldn't hold the broom. She, she cleans for a living. She couldn't do any of that. She, could, she, was, she couldn't raise her hand in the air. And when you go on my Facebook, you'll see the testimony. She has a, the broom. And she, kept, she kept on holding it up until I, I had to go take a picture because I'm like, the broom. But she's doing that because she couldn't do it before. And God healed her right there in a Pentecostal service. Amen? T tons of healing. Tons of healing. Uh, on dep last deputation, uh, when I got here, the Lord told me, you need to... In the churches, you need to pray for healing. I'm going to heal people. You know, and of course, we believe in Jesus. So whatever he says, you just do it, you know. So I just went to the services. 
The first one was in Arkansas, and um, you know, and I tell them what to do, and 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 everyone did it, and they got healed. This one got healed of another thing, and they're you know, like everyone's telling me what, what they got healed of, and I'm like, what? You know, because you know we know it, we believe it, but you know, when you see, it, you're like, oh my goodness. And so I needed a healing, you know, and I was like, what? The Lord is healing, and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> I need a healing. There was something on the side of my head. And, um, you know, it was so much that the hair wasn't even growing right there, you know. And I didn't go check it because I didn't want to know, but it was there. And then since we were getting healing, it was the morning after the service. I'm in bed and I'm, you know, I woke up and I'm like, Lord, you really are healing. I need a healing. So I did what I told everyone to do. I tell them to put your hand where, where you need the need, where you need healing, and just command it to do whatever it needs to do. Just command it with the authority of the power of Jesus, and we're going to do that today. And so I did that. I commanded that thing to leave, to get away from my head right now in Jesus' name, and instantly it was gone. And I was like, "Woo! Hallelujah! Yes, praise the Lord!" And it's fine. It's never. It's been gone since 2014 in uh, deputation. Amen. And so we went everywhere. I went. They were getting healed. They were getting healed. This sister, you know, and I'm just doing what the Lord said. So, you know, it's like, okay, wonderful. And they're like, somebody, I, I don't remember, I go to all these places. Uh, but one daughter, her dad had this thing for 20 years. And she's like, Sister Anderson, you don't understand. He's been suffering with this for 20 years. And I'm like, amen. Praise God. They're looking at me like, don't you see? And I'm like, yes, yes, our Jesus is a healer. Amen. One man, he had, I think it was surgery or something, but he had a, a, a cane thing that he was, something helped to walk, and he got rid of it. He got rid of it because God healed him. Amen? One lady, she was in a sling because of an injury, and God healed her, and she got rid of the sling. In, in Tennessee, I remember, because Brother Cornelius is my youth pastor, and he pastors in Tennessee. So I remember that in Smithville, Tennessee. One lady, she doesn't even go to the Pentecostal church, but, you know, she heard that there was going to be healing, and so she came to the service. Uh, she had a tumor visible on her neck, right? And we prayed for her, and the tumor left. It wasn't there. And, um, you know, I did, we did the service, and I went quickly back to the table, you know, and I'm standing at the table, and I see the lady, and she's rubbing her neck, and she's like, wow. She kept rubbing her neck because it's been on there all the time, and now it's gone, and she's just touching the, you know, because it's not there anymore. You know, God is a healer. So with all of that happening, and I'm counting, amen, I'm counting because I, I'm counting so I could tell the people, oh, this many people got healed so far, right? And so when I got to 320, and I came to Indiana, I came to Indiana, I was finishing up, and I came to Indiana, and the Lord told me to preach. I was going to preach at the IBC thing, um, church, right? So I'm from Florida, and IBC is famous all over the, the fellowship. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to preach at the IBC church. And I asked the Lord what to preach, and he told me to preach about miracles. And I said, uh-uh, you need, we need to talk. <laughs> because I didn't understand what was going on. People were just getting healed. I was like, God, if you don't tell me how this works, I'm not doing it anymore because I need to understand what's going on like I don't get it you know 
I mean, I wanted to, I got to the point where he did it so much that I wanted to know what's going on. You know, what's this healing business? Because, you know, I don't even, under, I didn't even understand it. You know, I just see they're getting healed, getting healed. I'm like, what is this? So I want to know how does this work? So the Lord instructed me because he told me before what to do um, to study, where to study, who to, you know, who to get information from. And so I did. And the Lord, it was a book, Brother Jeff Arnold. God used him. God even raised him from the dead the other day, a few years ago. Amen. So God told me to go study what Brother Jeff Arnold is teaching. Right. And so I, I went and I was like, okay, I'm going to try. And I found what the Lord wanted me to find. He talked about a book that he read a long time ago. And I was like, I'm going to try to find the old book from way, way, way long, long time ago before any, you know, a lot of us were born. And, and I started to study, right? And the book uh, was showing in scripture that Jesus wants to heal everyone. You know, because that, that was my situation. I didn't understand. So it says Jesus wants to heal everyone. And I was like, okay. So if God wants to heal everyone, why doesn't everyone get healed? Right? You know, like, I have a problem with this statement. And then the Lord said to me, do I want everyone to be saved? And I'm like, yeah. Is there, does everyone get saved? No. Because, because we've got to come and claim our salvation. He died on the cross. He gave himself for us. And it's available for us, but we've got to come claim it. So those that claim it, we're ready to go. And we're trying to convince others. Amen? Same way it works. He wants to heal everyone. And so that's what I learned. He wants to heal everybody. So all you have to do is come and claim, receive what God has already established and put forth and has done. So this is why it works, because I couldn't understand why it worked. It's because he heals everyone that asks him, right? Then it goes on to talk about in the Bible, when Jesus was walking on earth, everyone that came and asked for healing, he healed everyone. There was not one person that he said, oh, look at the time. I got to go. You know, oh, this one. Oh, not today. Today is my, I'm resting. No, no, no. Every single person that went to Jesus for healing, he healed them. So do you think that if Jesus was here today and you came to him for healing, that he would heal you? Do you believe that? Yes? Raise your hand. Amen? Well, guess what? Jesus is here today. Amen? So that's it. It works just like that. Because he's here, you ask him for your healing, and he will heal you because he never refuses. So how does it work? You ask for healing and receive it in Jesus' name. He already does it when you ask. You pray and you ask, and he already does it. You have to understand that it's already done. You know, I've um, seen this scenario or example um, of you plant a seed, right? The seed is in the ground. You can't see the seed. It's projected to be a great big tree. But right now, it's just the empty ground. You don't see anything, right? But that tree is in pro in the process of being, of, of you know, of, of Hearing, of growing, of becoming a tree. It's in the process. It's alive, even though you can't see it. Amen? So even if you pray for your miracle and you don't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not done. It's, it's, it's happening. Because when we pray for a miracle, God does it. You have to understand that. Because if not, 
The enemy will steal your miracle. He will steal it with doubt. Okay, I prayed and I don't see anything. Okay, I planted the tree and I don't see anything. But wait a little while and you're going to have, it's not going to, we hope it doesn't take that many years, you know. Maybe let's say a flower, right? You, 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 you're going to see it after a while be, because it's already done. It was done from the moment that you planted the seed. So you've got to understand. I, I heard a, it was, I don't, it's not a testimony, but, but this one lady that she got healing, she prayed for healing of a breast cancer. And then she was scheduled for surgery, and she went and did the surgery anyway. And when they, you know, when they did the surgery, it turns out there was no cancer. There was cancer before, but she prayed and God healed her because God does do it. So she got her surgery for no reason. Amen? Amen? Because you've got to understand that when you ask God, he's going to do it. Does everyone understand? That's the way it works. Now I know how it works. Yeah, I asked God, and so I could tell you, this is the way it works. He just does it. He just does it just like he did in the Bible. So understand that, and don't let anyone steal your miracle. Um, three ways to make sure that you keep your miracle. Number one, you testify. Tell somebody about your miracle. Number one, you thank God. Thank God for doing it for you after you've been healed. Number two, testify and tell somebody what God has done for you. And number three, rebuke, rebuke the lying devil. Amen? I, I, I was in Boca, um, at the church in Boca, and the pastor was giving me a, an example of this. One lady, I, um, I think they saw her somewhere. She was blind, and they prayed for her, and she received her sight because Jesus does that. He gives the blind their sight. And so she received her sight, and he said a few weeks later, he saw her out there again. And he's like, what's going on? Oh, and she said, oh, you know, she can't see again. And, and he told her, you need to rebuke that. Jesus healed you. If you couldn't see and you saw, you got healed. So don't let the devil come and lie to you and tell you that you're not healed. Amen? I, I, I read, because, I, you know, I guess the Lord's been exposing me to this. I, I was reading Sister Nona Freeman's book, and she talked about one time that she got healed, and then she went to bed. And the pain felt like it was coming back. And she said, oh, I guess I wasn't healed. The moment you say that, you're canceling out your victory. You have to have faith. You've got to believe. You've got to rebuke the devil. And she said she didn't. Get, she ended up canceling it out. Next time she went and got healed, and she's like, this is not going to happen again. I'm going to keep my healing. Amen? Praise God. Amen? So that's what it means when they say rebuke the devil, whatever fake symptom the, the enemy will try to get you to doubt that it happened. But you were there and you saw how the pain left. You're healed. You, that doesn't happen unless it happened. Amen? So number one, thank God for your healing. Number two, tell somebody about it. And number three, rebuke the devil. The devil is a liar. So I want you to pray right now. We're going to pray. Because, you know, because we understand now and we know that God's going to do it for us. So whatever the need is in your body, I want you to put your hand where the need is. And you're going to talk to it. We were in Vigo, in Vigo, Spain. Um, and I went up there to do the service. And one lady, she had a problem in her eyesight. So I asked her what the problem was. And it was the retina of the eye. And I don't remember what she said. The retina was supposed to do something and it was doing the opposite. So I told her. 
tell the retina to do what it's supposed to do. Amen? So that's what you're going to do. Whatever the need is, you're going to tell it what it's supposed to do. And the retina obeyed, and she was seeing. Amen? Praise God. Let's give God the praise. Amen? And so you're going to put your hand where the need is, and you're going to speak to it in the name of Jesus Christ, and you're going to command it to do what it's supposed to do, and God's going to do it for you in the name of Jesus. So let's just raise our hands right now. And right now,